This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Hey traders, Akil Stokes here. Welcome back to another episode of the Trading Coach Podcast. Today I have a very special episode for you and it's going to be an interview of my real estate investment partner, John Bomberger. And I'll tell you what, John has one of the most inspirational stories of entrepreneurship that I've ever heard and you guys have the luxury of hearing that today. Not only are you going to hear about the sacrifices that John made and kind of the reason why he's on the path that he's on today, but we're also going to talk a lot about the mindset, what it takes to be an entrepreneur, and really, do you have the traits or don't you? So it's going to be a heck of a listen. Make sure you put aside about 30 minutes for it. And of course, before we get started, do me a favor, hit that like button, share this across social media, especially if you have any fans or friends that are into real estate investing, into trading, into entrepreneurship, really just into having a positive mindset. And at the very end, I'm going to ask you guys to ask us a few questions that you may have about real estate investing or just real estate in general. That way we can bring John onto the show and uh, have him answer those. I want to put that bug into your ear right now, just in case you're the type that likes to jot notes down uh, during your listen. So I hope you guys enjoy. Without further ado, let's hop into the interview. And I want to bring John in for a few reasons. Uh, We'll probably do a a follow-up podcast talking more about real estate and and getting into some of those topics. But I wanted John to share his story with you guys today because I think he has a terrific story. Um, John is an entrepreneur. He may not call himself that, but he is. And very similar to myself, he was someone that just took a leap of faith and uh, went for it, took risk. And it's paying off right now. You know, by by no means is he at the end of his journey, obviously. Um, but it's a great example of, of kind of setting yourself up for success. Um, and again, if you're new to the podcast, John is also uh, we're also partners in a real estate investment company. So before we get started about your path uh, to becoming where you're at now, uh, if you want to just tell the traders or tell our listeners. Who exactly are you and what do you do and why are you so important that you were invited to uh, come on this podcast? Well, I don't know how important I am, but uh, no, we've talked about this idea for a while. So I'm glad to be uh, in front of you doing this little interview for your podcast and uh, talking to some of your listeners, which is uh, which is cool, which I am also a listener and a fan. Got a lot of good content. Some of the trading stuff kind of goes over my head, but I pretend. I pretend to understand. Goes, goes over my head too, man. <laughs> Um, but yeah, man, uh, I'm just a regular guy. Um, you know, we, I don't, I don't know, we met at Millersville actually. I think we just met through your wife. Yeah, I think it was, afterwards. we met, 
I was either in my last year at Millersville. I was already out, probably. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, my wife is friends with your wife, and you guys <laughs> held some type of party or something that you always do. Probably, we, yeah. we came over, and uh, yeah, that was back when you had what two kids. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, without getting into my background too much, I guess college is is where I'll start. I did go to Millersville and uh, met my wife there, and uh, we started our family pretty young. I uh, dropped out of college for a while. Actually, my senior year, I was in my last semester at Millersville, and uh, we already had one with uh, with Nicole, and then uh, we were pregnant with Jonathan, and I said, I'm not making any money to support a family going to classes. Matter of fact, uh, I'm going backwards. <laughs> so I dropped out of school to work, uh, I did eventually go back and finish my degree, um, but I just started hustling. And uh, one of the one of the jobs I had was um, in a clothing store mm-hmm. as a retailer, and and that for some reason stuck. I got good at it for some reason, and moved up from part time Joe Schmo guy to <laughs> assistant manager to manager, <clears throat> and kind of eventually became a career for for more than a decade for me. But uh, throughout that process. Of uh, growing in different management positions, I took a lot of management courses, management training seminars, uh, ad nauseum. Um, but, and I'm sure you've probably talked about this in some of your some of your podcasts. Um, and I think some, there's a little bit of where it's innate. So you're either you either got it or you don't. You know, some mm-hmm. of it can be developed. But you called me an entrepreneur. I probably wouldn't call myself that. But it's a mindset. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, I'll I'll stop you there because I I struggled to do the same thing. And so I I believe, I agree for 100% where it's like, I think too many people these days are quick to just like label themselves entrepreneurs um, just because it brings them, I don't know, it sounds, it looks good, it sounds good, it brings them social media (laughs) fame. Right. Where I think like, I think we agree where it's like, you don't, you don't really need a label to be an entrepreneur. It's, It's more of like, are you doing it? What's right. the, the mindset you want to have of, do you want to build something for yourself? Right. Um, or do you want to, you know, work for someone else or in that right. capacity? And we're in an interesting time right now, I think in generally in the, in the economy and definitely with uh, that buzzword millennials, younger people, <clears throat> that entrepreneurial, entrepreneur, entrepreneurism, being an entrepreneur is... <laughs> I made up a word, I think. Um, <laughs> you got me, man. It's really popular. Like it's it's like cool to be an entrepreneur, there and there's a lot of people out there that you know want to be that, that people model because you see them a lot on social media. I'm a huge fan of, and I know you are too, of Gary Vaynerchuk, Gary mm-hmm. V. I think he's kind of in some ways spearheading that entrepreneurial movement, and he's got a ton of good stuff to say. If you guys out in podcast land aren't following uh, Gary V, you're doing yourself a disservice. He's got a ton of great mindset stuff. Now, he does. He deals with the social media world and building brands. Not really my thing, but in terms of mindset, uh, he's great. And he's another guy that would say, in some cases, you either have it or you don't. You, know, yeah. you can develop some skills and things like that, but uh, the mindset is is the key. Um, <clears throat> so, um, throughout my career, as I was building it and kind of getting into different levels of management. <clears throat> I realized that I tended to really take um, my responsibilities and whatever role I was in very, very seriously and very personally. Uh, so my mindset, especially when I got my first store, <clears throat> I remember then specifically, and I was probably 
24 years old. I was young. Um, now, is that in that industry, is that very young to get your own store? That, at that very age, young, it seems like it. Very young, especially in men's clothing industry, yeah. for some of the companies I worked with, because, mind you, the clientele, you know, who's in there buying doctors, attorneys, yeah. government people. And then there's an issue in there, like, I want to talk to the manager. <laughs> and out <laughs> strolls this 24 year old kid, and they're like, oh. So part of that is I learned how to dress professionally as well, which is which has uh, been a benefit to me throughout my entire life. Um, well, not my entire life, but since then, <laughs> I didn't dress like that in college. I can assure you, <laughs> if it was December and twenty two degrees outside, I was in t shirt and flip flops, shorts. It didn't matter. That was my thing. Um, very rare to find me like that anymore. But uh, anyhow, so I, I found that I, I started to. Regardless of what the name of the company was on the front of the store, whatever the sign was hanging, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I thought of it as mine. It's my store. Uh, the employees in that store were my my people. The inventory was mine, even though it really wasn't. <laughs> but that was my mindset. And so the decisions I made, the people I hired, uh, the way that I approached clients and uh, you know marketed the business, presented myself, stemmed from that mindset. And that's really an entrepreneurial mindset. It's, this is mine. You know, Zig Ziglar says, if it's going to be, it's up to me. That was my mindset. And it's kind of rare to find in, in employees. Mm-hmm. Most employees are kind of like, well, tell me what to do. Exactly. Or, I want to do as little as possible and get paid for it. Yep. And that was probably <laughs> the opposite. And I think you can relate to that is, I, I was a hard worker. I'd work 60 hours a week, 70 hours a week, certainly in holiday times. That was normal. <clears throat> And I was fine with it, you know. Uh, I've learned since then to kind of temper that. You know, there's got to be a balance there. I've got a family now. And just for the record, it's five kids. <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 it's it's five technically. Okay, but yeah, but yeah. there's foreign exchange students or not foreign exchange students. There um, are foreign, yeah, foreign exchange students. Yeah, foreign exchange students. Yeah, they yeah. always are. So we have our, our fourth boy. foreign exchange student this year. So we'll, we'll make it nine. <laughs> See? See? And uh, and we'll be grandparents pretty soon. So, um, well, just to let you know the number is going to keep going up as the podcast going up. It, it started with that's five, true. and I just add one each and every time. Yeah, I we have it. a counter going over yeah, here. So you'll, you'll be by the time by the time I'm all said and done, you'll be at twenty kids. So okay, just, just accept that. <laughs> but, um, so anyway, I, I took it very seriously, and I I really devoted myself to to my work, albeit. Uh, objectively, it's not like super important work. Mm-hmm. You know, we're slinging suits and shirts and ties and shoes and making people feel good about the way they look and wedding parties and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then I remember, and, and one of the things you referenced when we were chatting about this earlier, <clears throat> I, I was up for a promotion to take over an area, which I eventually... Uh, did get, which I was really excited about because I was really ambitious and wanted to continue growing in that in that industry and you know whatever so that gave you a whole a whole different level of not not freedom but you can take what you're doing at your single store yeah and just instead of just having this be my store this be my region and really grow it the way you wanted to in a way that had worked very well right i know that was a big moment for you i remember us talking you had you had the car the prius that's right (laughs) silent yeah Yeah. (laughs) and you were traveling up and down and just gave uh I remember you just being happy because it gave you flexibility in, in making your own schedule and not necessarily still grinding the same type of way, um, but in a in a kind of more at your leisure. Leisure is a horrible word because you're right. working hard, but you, you know what I'm but saying. But you're right on. You're right on. It was, 
I think it was actually easier to to be an area manager or district manager or mm. regional, whatever you guys want to call it, um, than it was being in stores because of that flexibility. Because uh, you know, I could be in a Starbucks looking at numbers and calling my managers and beating them up, you know, like the way my bosses used to beat me up and whatever. <clears throat> uh, not that I, that was really my style, but anyway, had that flexibility. Um, but there was also some things that I didn't like. I remember one one vacation. It, I think it might have been for an anniversary. It might have been in October. We went to visit some friends out in uh, Phoenix, Arizona. It was mm-hmm. supposed to be a five day trip, and we were moving a store at that time, right around the same time. So my boss was giving me a lot of pressure to be present for the move and because we were totally redesigning and make it really pretty and it was going to be a flagship store and all this kind of stuff. So I left that vacation early to come to this move and help out and my boss wasn't even there. Serious? And I was like, (laughs) I paid extra money (laughs) to change my flight. I left early and first of all, there wasn't a whole ton of me for, to, for me to do, and he never showed up. So it, that was one of the things I was kind of like, so you just took something from me for nothing. Yeah. For nothing. So <clears throat> that kind of scenarios like that, that's not the only example. If I thought more about it, I could give you plenty of other examples of, of times where I was like, man, I've got no control here over what's going on with my position, with my job, yeah. with my life, right? But it really hit home <clears throat> when uh, the company, for no reason, at least I can't find a good reason. I'm sure they had their reasons. We um, decided to um, restructure. That's what they call it. We're going to yep. restructure. Yeah. And my boss was no longer going to be my boss. And he kind of cursorily explained to me the adjustment and the moves what I got out of that conversation was that he wasn't going to be my boss anymore because he was moving to a different area. It was kind of unclear who my boss was going to be, what my role was going to be inside that area. <clears throat> so it was all just kind of like I went home that day and I was like, okay, so I guess nothing really changes. I'll keep operating like normal. But the next day I don't really know where to go. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so now what? So, uh, within a couple of days, they were like, okay, we need you working in a store. Mm. And I'm like, you mean like permanently or do you mean like just today? You know, where, where do you, what's going on? And they were like, well, we're eliminating your position. Ooh. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> okay, but why? You know, let's talk about what happened. <clears throat> how, how long was this after you got the promotion? To that area, in, in that particular area, it was probably less than a year. Yeah, so pretty, it wasn't pretty that quick, long, yeah. which was even more confusing because it was kind of like, well, I barely got a chance to do anything in this area. Um, so that was the message. is like, we're eliminating the position. And they, they said all this stuff like, we're totally happy with your work. We love what, what you're doing. It's not your fault. It's like when you break we, we, up with a girl. Before. <laughs> when you break up with a girl, it's not you, it's me. I was like, uh, okay, but there's got to be a reason why I'm the one that's being affected by this because what you're saying isn't good enough for me. Because if it's not my fault and you like what I'm doing, I should still be working in this position. And that just wasn't the case. So they put me back in the store as a store manager, cut my pay, took all the nice things that I had. Oh, you need to leave the company car in that parking lot. Somebody will pick it up. It was kind of like a a shady backroom deal. (laughs) 
<clears throat> so that whole thing went down. Not only that, they put me in a store that was uh, at a distance from my home. It was like 30 or 40 miles from my home, which really ticked me off. Because I'm like, hold on a second. So you're happy with my work. It's not my fault, but you want to screw me here? Like, wh- yeah. what is going on? You're not back where you started. You're even worse. <laughs> right. Basically. Exactly. Um, well, let me ask you, what, what, so what was the first thing, uh, emotion that went when you heard that? I know you said first, when you first heard, you kind of like lost and like, okay, you know, we just broke up, but are we still together? We're on a, we're on a break, right? right. So it feels like that. Yeah. When they reap, when they cut your pay, made you leave the car in this shady back alley um, <laughs> and moved you to a, a new store, was it, was it frustration, anger, confusion? What kind of just a, Just a sense revenge? that this, this is not fair. Like this is going down and it's not even right. If I'm a talented young manager who's got a lot of upside for a company that's aging, yeah. right? I was in my late 20s, early 30s at this point. Um, I'm somebody, if I'm, if I'm the, the head of a company or, 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 you know, senior management, I'm looking at somebody at that age and I'm saying star. it because it's me, but this is the guy that, that has the future of the company. Yeah, you know and, what I'm and, saying. And he, he can be in our company for the next thirty or forty years. Yeah, why and, the hell wouldn't you want to keep him? And you're really, you know, obviously me and John have known each other for a while. John is someone that is very kind of forward thinking. He's not really focused on kind of doing things the way that they used to be done, the way that have has worked twenty years ago. He's always thinking, this is what we need to do in the future before we get left behind. So it's 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 cutting the rising star, basically right. the right. the young talent that has come up. Through the the different uh, different levels, and right, you get a brief chance. Somebody was totally loyal. You know, I, I did a lot, every almost everything that they asked me to do, including leaving my vacation early and paying extra money to get on a different flight. And then that happened, and I was, and then they put me in a different yeah. store and whatever. So was it at, was it at that moment <clears throat> where you were just like? Was that kind of the, the tipping point where it's like, I got to do something else? Where I don't have as much control as I thought or wanted or envisioned? It was, it was definitely that. That was definitely the beginning of the end. The second part of it was I gave them a chance to make it right. So I hung in there for a while. <laughs> mm-hmm. I stayed in through a very busy fourth quarter. Was probably a little bit unhappy. <laughs> very, very unhappy. <laughs> Understatement. My employees may or may not have seen that. <laughs> um, but in the spring... They tried to make it up to me by, and this just makes me shake my head every time, they offered me a, a, a high-volume store in Montgomeryville, which if you guys don't know central Pennsylvania, it's kind of towards Philadelphia, further east. It's probably an hour to an hour and a half east of here. Uh, it's a suburb of Philly, very affluent area, so no, no question it's a high-volume store. You know, it's, There's some status that goes along with managing a high-volume store, salaries a little bit higher, things like that. And then I was like, okay, can I make that commute, right? Because at this mm-hmm. point we have probably four kids. Can I make that commute? I don't know. That's a little long. Do I want to move? These are all the thoughts that mm-hmm. are going through my head. And I have this conversation with them. And the guy that was in charge at that point says, well, we'll get you an apartment in Montgomeryville and you can come home on the weekends. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> What? <laughs> Did you just did you say that out loud right now? Like you don't understand who I am. Like I'm a family man first first and foremost. I mean, it, I have a very good perspective of why I'm doing this. Yes. They didn't always have a very good perspective. You know, I did mention I was very ambitious and hardworking. Some mm-hmm. of that was to the detriment of my family, but I've grown out of that. Um, 
So just the fact that he mentioned that to me, I was like, okay, these people, this company has no interest in in my well-being as a whole person. Mm-hmm. Right? This is all about, and if I give in to this demand, and if I give in to this, not demand, this offer, this opportunity, this golden opportunity, oh, it's such a nice store, it's one of our flagship stores, and Listen, don't BS me, okay? Don't BS me. You can't sell. You can't sell the salesperson, right? But but it, but it had to be tempting, right? I mean, it's it's hard to turn down, and maybe thinking not so much from your own perspective, but maybe as just in a general perspective, right? We like comfort. We like sure. safety, right? Sure. Someone promises you, hey, <clears throat> great store, salary, blah blah blah. It's like ooh, safety zone. Like it's yeah. kind of, isn't yeah. it? Was it tempting well, the, at all to stay in there and just take the safe route? For sure, for sure. The ambitious side of me said, "Well, that could be the the stepping stone to the to getting back to where I was and back on the same level." Um, but really, logistically, that just wasn't going to work yeah. for me and my family. Um, and I thought it was pretty disingenuous of them to even offer that to me. Uh, so I declined. And, and, that's, that. and those are values. I mean, core values, core values above money. Right, and we, we I've, I've had conversations in the past with people where it's like we're very both both of us are very motivated by money. We make no lie that we like money, right? Um, but we do have values, and it's it's like there are things that are more important than money. absolutely time, values, 100%. doing things the right way, and I, I think that is something for a lot of people that need to understand. There's nothing wrong with liking money. 100%. I'm a true believer that yeah. money causes happiness right, right. It, the more money you have the more kind of stresses I, you can I heard handle this, i heard this conversation on one of your podcasts that you were having yep. money d- can buy happiness to a certain level yes mm-hmm. once you get beyond that level it's like the law of diminishing returns mm-hmm. it makes it worse big words i like the big words yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> was it diddy or was it uh, more money more problems Oh, yep. There you Somebody. go. Mm-hmm. I should probably know this. It was Diddy. I'm aging myself a little See? bit. Who was that? Who was that young man? They had shiny suits. And they were dancing. Suits. I, yes. I, re- I do remember the video from college. <laughs> Back when MTV actually played videos. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, all of that stuff went down. And uh, I realized I had no control over how much money I was going to make. Right, Very little control outside of my own performance, which mm-hmm. I clearly still didn't have the desired effect in some cases uh and my employment status all that stuff so it was at that point that i was like i gotta do something else i have to i can't continue down this road thinking that this is eventually going to work out and i also saw my bosses Mm -hmm. right how old were they and how long (laughs) have they been in their position so i got one step up and i'm stuck Mm -hmm. for 30 years yep until they so am I really chasing what I want to chase? Maybe not. So that was definitely the point where I was like, Forward thinking. I'm out. Like I got to be out. Forward thinking. I, I shared the same conversation about my leap was a little bit different than yours because, <clears throat> let's see, fortunately, but I, I, I did mine at the time where I didn't have a family. So it's a lot easier for me to kind of take risk like that yeah. when, you know, there's yeah. no one that is, you know, you don't have to help anyone right. um, except for yourself. But right. it was kind of the same vision where it's like, Hey, I'm making thirty thousand coming out of college. You know, not single, but not not married, living with three roommates. Thirty thousand yeah. goes a long way. Yeah. And then you start thinking like, okay, in the future, when you start a family, 10, 20 years from now, what does that really here's, get you? Here's the thing: there was a lot of uh, exterior pressure on me because I had a family that I had to provide. See, that's tough. So man. As I became ambitious. I wasn't always ambitious prior to college. I, I mean. Uh, if you ever would, I mean, you know me, but if, mm-hmm. for the people that know me, I'm a very laid back, very 
even keeled, uh, you know, like a duck on a pond. You know, like maybe <laughs> internally, my, you know, it's going crazy, but on top, on the surface, everything is cool and calm and collected. That's me. I'm not, uh, I'm not super excitable. Uh, I don't even remember where I was going with that. Um, <clears throat> just thinking about being in, being kind of more ambitious once. Oh once yeah, yeah prior to college, yeah, yeah. But there was definitely exterior pressure to to be ambitious and to to move forward um, at that point. And I, I don't know. I think there was definitely a part of me that just had the innate entrepreneurial mindset. That mindset of this is mine and I'm going to make it something. I think that at at at, a, at the at the core is the entrepreneurial mindset. I'm going to build something. For myself, even though I was doing it for another company, yeah, and then all that stuff went down, and I was like, "I've got this mindset. <laughs> I'm actually going to go do it for myself." No, was was there a turning point when you actually was there something that made you like day where you made the decision? Because that's the hardest part of like day I made the decision was when I turned down that position in in Montgomery, and you knew right then and there I was like, "I'm done." Yep, I remember. Did being, you know what you were gonna do? Nope, I had no idea. <laughs> I remember being very anxious, and I, I had a lot of emotions <laughs> uh, around that decision because I remember thinking after I hung up the phone, I just committed career suicide. Yep, it's over. Right? Not only are they not gonna look at me anymore, but I want out. And so I was like looking for the next move. I'm talking to my wife like. What the hell are we going to say? You had no 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 what plans, do? right? No plans. I mean, yeah. obviously, aside from saying I'm not doing Zero. it, but you, you, there was no job lined up. There's no nothing waiting for me. Zero plans. Um, but I've been blessed with a wife who's super supportive and believes in me 100. percent It's a little bit frustrating because every time we have these conversations about, okay, what are we going to do? She goes, "Babe, you're going to do great. <laughs> you're you're going to do awesome." And I'm like, I appreciate the boat of confidence. But sometimes I would want you, I want somebody to say, "You should go do this." Now, how how important? And my my wife is the same way, um, kind of blindly supportive, yeah. even if they truly don't believe it. Kind of cheerleader. Yeah, you got this. Yeah. How important do you think that is? Because a lot of our followers, you know, obviously there are a lot of entrepreneurs listen to this, a lot of traders as well, and the traders are really in the same kind of boat as you. They're trying to learn a skill that could provide them with <clears> control <throat> over their lives, and it's a it's a decision that I would say ninety nine point nine percent of people wouldn't do. Right, turn down something turn down a sure deal for an idea a possibility um how important is having that support of your wife or of your significant other well into keeping you i'll take it even further Mm -hmm. i mean there might be some people who aren't married or don't have a significant other but Mm -hmm. you have to surround yourself with positive people you know we're both fortunate that our wives support us yeah 100 percent. if our wives did not and we have another mutual friend Mm-hmm. who does not have that support from his significant other. Oh, good point. Very good point. And it's, he hasn't made the leap. He has not made the leap, and he won't. Yep, and he, he wants to. But that's... It's yeah. negative exterior pressure, mm. which has taken him backwards. So if he wants to move forward, he's going to have to make changes. Nobody's asking him to do that. You know, whatever. I get it. You're in love. Blah, 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 whatever. It's great. Uh, but just realize that's the reality. Now, yeah. your traders out there, your people listening to this podcast might not have a significant other or may not be married... But maybe you're young and you've got parents who are negative, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so, so what if your parents are mad at you for a couple of years, right? You you got to make a decision. At at some point, you have to make a decision that you're going to make it work. Another thing about being an entrepreneur, if you guys want to be entrepreneurs, is you have to commit. 
if you don't, if you're gonna dabble in trading or whatever it is you decide to do, mm -hmm. it's not gonna work. Period. I can tell you right now, it's not gonna work. I'm I'm mentoring and training new agents now, mm -hmm. and they're talking about, you know, how do I generate business? How do I get in touch with people? How do I? And guess what? One of the first things I tell them that it's gonna happen. You get licensed right now. It's public information. Everybody knows you're an agent now because you have a license number. Yep. Every company, every marketing company, every marketing strategy company in the world is going to start contacting you. And you're going to start hearing from other agents because you're going to ask questions. Well, I did this and I did that. And this this strategy works. And buy this program. And it's free for three months. And, oh, that <laughs> works for them. And but and then there's all these ideas. And then they get <laughs> paralysis by analysis. Oh, a listener. What and it's like, dude, this is what I tell them. Pick one, two things. Mm -hmm. Tops strategies and i just heard this on your podcast the other day in terms of trading strategies mm -hmm. pick one and do it here's life here is the secret sauce the golden nugget the silver bullet that i'm going to give everybody right now all of the strategies work <laughs> they all work pick one and do it commit to it uh perseverance over time mm -hmm. is what's going to make you successful i love your t-shirt that says um Something like overnight success, 10 years in the oh, making yeah. or something yeah. like that. That's, that's yeah. Same thing as you with the duck on the pond. Right. Looks like just coasting along, but underneath, do, 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 legs right. are peddling. But let's, let's take it back real quick. You got into a little bit about what you're doing now. And I do want to touch on that because yep. you are a teacher as well. And you're right. aggressively growing your career in the real estate business. Try um, to. That's the idea. <laughs> yeah, aggressively. Yeah. But just going back to what did you do? So after that, that day you called him, you said... I'm done. You didn't know what to do, but your wife said, you'll be all right. And you're like, well, I really, <laughs> what, what, what was the next step? Like what, what was the first thing you did? Do you start looking for part-time jobs? Do you start putting out resumes? Do you kind of have an idea of what you wanted yeah, to do? Yeah. It or? was around that time that you and I had a conversation. I think there was probably 10 other guys we had talked to at that point. And that's a, if I pause you for a minute, it's a good point. We had a, I remember, I don't know why this happened. Um, I do know what happened. I had a I had a property that I I owned. I was lease lease purchase in the city, and I remember we had a big group call. It was like ten of us. Where yeah. it's like, hey, we should all you know we all do this. We, let's all get together, put some money in, and and start a real estate business, right? Um, a lot of you guys have been scammed doing something similar. Yeah. Um, but what's funny is because there were about ten people on that call, and it's really only two of us that have followed through. Two and a half. Right. Two and a half that would follow through. Our original group was four guys. Yeah. Our original group was four. The other, the one guy dropped off pretty quickly. We kind of uh, terminated him. Um, <laughs> we had some issues going because on. Because he yeah. just didn't, he yeah. really didn't do anything. Uh, he certainly didn't do anything he said he was going to do. Um, and it, yeah, we, we still got a guy that's involved. But basically, you know. And you, that's, you, and that's. You look, and I are the decision makers yeah. in that whole thing. We'll, we'll put it, look. I'm not a good business owner. Right, and I, I've told John this because we've had plenty of conversation in the uh, past. The guy we're talking about has, we think, a massive amount of upside in many different ways that can help the business, but it's just not going through with it. And I know one of my flaws is, you know, it's, I don't like working with friends because sometimes it ends bad. You got to make the rough decisions. I'm not good at that at all, and that's something I recognize about myself. I'm not good at taking one of my best friends. These guys were, were both in my wedding and saying, "Hey, dude, you're out." I'm, I am not that ruthless. I, I tend, I'm ruthless with people I don't know. If I don't know you, I don't really care. You'll be cut in a minute. But for people that I, I try to see the best in people I know because it's, again, it's more than it's more than money. We're trying to grow stuff I know to uh, support ourselves, support our family, and something that we can really kind of pass on as far as generational wealth. Yeah. Something that yeah. when 
we're old and done and, and traveling the world that our kids, if they choose, can have a business that they can step right into and continue. Um, but yeah, 10 people going down to Yeah, two, so we had that impossible. conversation around that time, around that same area. You know, things happen for a reason. Um, and uh, so I, I don't know if that just put that, uh, that idea in my head, planted the seed. But uh, we had a couple years prior to that purchased a home. Uh, been through the kind of the real estate experience, and I remember thinking to myself, well, you know, that was that was a really good experience. The agent I worked with at the time did a great job. She's very professional. Uh, she still sends me stuff to this day, and I'm like, dude, you know, like I'm I'm in the business. <laughs> you know who I am? Yeah, <laughs> you know who I am. Um, but it's yeah. So, so that added with the conversation we were having about starting a a, a company together, I think was the. The stimulus I needed to say, okay, I'm going to get into real estate. Uh, but there was still a transition period there because few people don't know. Um, you know, I could have a whole conversation about the future of real estate, but which we will have in a, in a future episode. But about 95% of all real estate agents get paid on a commission-only basis, and that was true for me as well. So I did have a substantial savings at that time. Um, but with a family as large as I have, savings don't last very long. But so anyway, there was kind of some odd jobs I did kind of in a transition period of about six months or so, leaving my job, you know, handing in my resignation, sending in that email and going into real estate full time. See, and you mentioned my shirt the other day, overnight success, years in the mention, I think, or years in the, the making. That's what a lot of people don't understand. We talked about everyone wanting the label of entrepreneurship. I'm an entrepreneur. I own this business. I, I, they want the end result. We right. had a conversation about some of our kids and kind of the same thing. I, I want to be here. This is what I want to be. Right. Um, and you see yourself now and you're successful. Not as successful as you want to be. I don't think you will ever be as successful as you want to be. That's just our mindset. But it, it's we can say that you've had a successful journey. But what people don't recognize is, like I said, the year to get to where you are now. Here's a quick step. It, for it was doing those odd jobs and doing stuff that was, you know, you, some would say is like embarrassing. Like, wow, you just you came from owning a store, not owning a store, but basically managing and having your own store to own well, area. Yeah, own multiple area. Stores, yeah, yeah, multiple stores to, you know, working at a, a retail place, working behind the desk, doing like a, menial a, jobs. Yeah. Yeah. Cleaning furniture. Literally. It was that. Was there a slight embarrassment in there, or was it more the mindset like, "Hey, I'm just doing what I have to do"? Like, it's my survival. mindset. My mindset wasn't this is my job. That wasn't my job. I just was doing what I had to do to Good provide point. a little money, right? Because money is a thing. It's important, especially when you got kids at home. Yeah. Now, like we were saying earlier, some of you guys might be listening, and it's just you, and you've got you don't have a ton of expenses. You have a huge advantage. And some of you are saying, oh, "I don't want to. I don't know what I want to do when I grow up." You have if you're if you're 20 or 25, you've got you can do pick one pick anything, <laughs> screw it up for two years, pick something else, yep. screw it up for two more years, pick something else, screw it up for two more years. You're still only 30. Plenty of time. You're still 10 years younger than I am, Plenty basically. Dear God, do something. Um, so anyway, I don't know what's going with well, that. Real quick, it's we have this conversation a lot about you know obviously to be a successful trader. Um, you need to make a to make any significant amount of income from trading. You need to have money. 
Now, I always advise the people, a lot of traders are coming from positions where they don't have, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars, right? Maybe they, they're enough to $5,000, $10,000. You look at realistic results and it's like, man, like I'm not really going to produce, you know, if I could, if you can make 30% a year, you're amazing. And you look at $5,000 or $10,000, like 30% off of that, I'm not really changing my life. Right. And an excuse that many people make is, well, I just don't have the money. I can't make, I, I, you know, I don't have the money to fund an account. The money is all. Money is the easy part. I agree. You can like you can McDonald's, Walmart. Here's, is here's always hiring. Here's the thing. Just do it. Your most precious commodity, and I was just having this conversation in a meeting yesterday. Your most precious commodity is your time. Mm-hmm. Money comes and goes. There's a million different ways to make money. So I just said money comes and goes. Time only goes. Yep. Time doesn't come. Time only goes. It only passes. It only goes forward. You know, you can make a lot of money. You can spend a lot of money. Okay. There's a, yeah, you could go work at McDonald's. You could go stock shelves. You could go work overnight somewhere. Maybe you don't want to do it. That's a different question. You got to start soul searching a little bit, maybe. Right. Going back to, you know, cleaning furniture and doing what I had to do. I, just, I was just doing what I had to do. Right. But it wasn't my job. I didn't care. I don't have a big ego. So I wasn't like, oh, I hope nobody sees me here. I really didn't care. See, I think that's that. I like how you labeled it, where how you talk about that's not my job. Right. right. This is a platform. This is just a means. Right. And I think the ego is what gets in the way of a lot of people, you know, say, hey, get a job at McDonald's. I don't want to be seen. I don't want my friends to see me. Oh, and they even, uh, I got to tell you, they even tried to rope me in. Like, you, you know, would you be interested in managing one? I was like, no, I wouldn't be interested in managing one. So I'm here to do this thing, you know. Once again, turning turning down the short thing, the safety. Right. For investing in yourself for yeah. the bigger goal. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's the mindset. Yeah. That, that is the difference in mindset of people that are going to be successful and people that aren't. And I truly believe that. People, if you have that successful mindset and you're willing to work on it, you're going to be successful. Right. It's just a matter of time and matter of what. And like you said, you may fail at 15 different things, but you may find that one thing. It's like, boom, it worked out. But if you don't have the mindset, it's just not, if you don't have the mindset and willing to act on it, it's not going to happen. Right. Unless you change it. Yep. So you're working these jobs. Um, and I guess let's, let's kind of fast forward. I know you're running out of time a little bit. Explain to where, where have you gotten to now? Where are you at now? Where am I at now? And where do you want to go in the future? What's yeah. the next step? Yeah, that's probably one I, I may not have an answer to, but mm. where I'm at now. So I'll back it up a little bit for you. So, you know, I started, uh, I joined, when I first got into the business, I joined a team. I actually joined a, a team of, of agents who were working together. And uh, that I think that was a really good thing. It was a good setup for me. Because uh, I had a built-in group of people that I could go to with, you know, questions and mm-hmm. you know, a lot of agents uh, get into the business. They don't know what to do, um, and they don't know how things work. And it's it's a serious business. You know, I talked about how you know working in retail and, and, and doing suits wasn't a very quote unquote important job. It wasn't super like significant. You know, I wasn't mm-hmm. changing lives. Not that I'm changing lives in real estate, but there's a lot of legal implications, yeah. tax implications that go into into what I do now. So, you know, there's a lot of, this is a different focus, a different seriousness about the job. So it was a benefit to me to join a team. And I, I learned a lot through that. The The team leader I had was very generous with me and she was very knowledgeable. She'd been, been in the business a while and was willing to share what she did. And guess what? I started to do some of the things she told me <laughs> to do because I saw that she was successful and they started to work for me because mm. I chose one thing to focus on. <laughs> And, uh, you know, it snowballs from there, like a lot of things do when you're an op- entrepreneur. Um, 
And I, I don't know if your traders are looking to just trade your own money or work with clients, but clients lead to other clients, lead to other clients, lead to other clients, and that's how you build business. Uh, at least in in this industry, and probably similarly in, in yours. Same thing. I remember my first when I was managing money, and I hated it. I hated it, but that's how I started growing my trading business. And I did a podcast. I got to shamelessly promote promote my show, right? right? Go back and watch all seventy four episodes before yeah, this or whatever yeah. we're on. Um, but I did one and said it only, it only takes one yes. And I remember kind of going door by door, cold calling people, you know, trying to telling in my position. Hey, I have this opportunity to offer you and a manager money, blah, blah, blah. You know, the whole spiel of trying to get people to give you a shot. And for the most of the time, it was click, hang up. No, no, not interested. Whatever excuse you can hear. And I'm sure you've heard all of them. Um, but then I got one yes. And all it takes is that one yes. And I remember the, the, one, the one thing this client <clears throat> told me. Um, he said, hey, and most of, them, most of the, the high kind of, the high... Uh, I don't know what the word I'm looking for. I told you I'm bad one for is the, the, the clients that have a lot of money to spend, um, they run in those circles. They typically say, Hey, if you if you do good by me, yeah, oh, I've got I've got five other, the five other friends. You found the gatekeeper. Yeah. And, yeah. And it's like, you know, you do you you take advantage of that. You work you work so hard Absolutely. for that one opportunity and then you don't mess it up, right? You right. you train so hard, you get your first opportunity to play, you know, put on the jersey, Real Madrid, you get to step on the pitch. Yeah. Don't mess it up. Yeah, just don't do anything stupid. <laughs> yeah, don't yeah. do anything stupid. And, and you do good and it leads you up to opportunities. And in soccer, hey, maybe you get a, a big old transfer fee the next season because right. someone saw you. Yep. In our business, hey, you, you find other clients and you build right. and you build and you build. That's and it, right. it's, it's you work so hard and it doesn't seem like you get that initial, that, that instant gratification everyone wants. Yep. Um, but it takes one. It just takes one. It takes and it opens one. so many doors. Yep. So I went from, from being an individual agent. I changed companies. Learned a lot at that other company, uh, got into coaching other agents, uh, developed a training program for agents while I was there while still being an agent, mm -hmm. uh, and went through the process of opening my own real estate school. Uh, state of Pennsylvania requires... And uh, you're not an entrepreneur, you say. <laughs> a, certain, <laughs> a certain amount of hours of education um, before they can get licensed as a real estate uh, agent in, in, uh, in this state. So I went through the process of opening up that school. Did that and uh, again have changed companies and now I'm in a leadership position where I'm running an office of agents and recruiting, retention, training, and still working with clients. So there we go. Well, look, I'm keeping busy. I know you uh, you're on limited time here, and John was nice enough to come in and, and give us a, a great podcast. I'm going to hold you to that question next time we talk to you about what's the future. I know you're always thinking of what's always next, reading. but um. I want to do this. I do want to have John back on again. We talked a little bit about his entrepreneurial story today. I want to do a little bit more about real estate specific questions. So for you guys that are listening to this, um, shoot me a message on social media. Shoot me a message or a comment under the YouTube version of this. If you have a question that you want John to answer, it could be anything in the world, anything. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe that's a bad idea. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll, we'll filter through them. But what I'll do is I'll, I'll look at those questions. Um, I'll put them together. And then next time we have John on, we'll discuss some of those. Um, anything you want to plug shamelessly before we head out? I know you're well, active anything, on social media, but not really I'm active. not super active yeah. on social media, not to the level that you are. Uh, it really takes a team these days, man, to be honest with you. Like, it does. If I'm going to plug anything, I'm going to plug you. Yeah. I just want to let everybody out there know Akil is a real deal as a person. He's genuine, authentic. What you see is what you get. He's not He's not uh, blowing smoke up your ass. 
It's not, it's not fluff. This is the real deal. So listen to what he's got to say. The mindset stuff is great. I'm a listener myself, and I get a lot out of it. So appreciate the, uh, the time on the mic. No problem.